to Season 2 of Granite State Golfers with Micah. I am an avid amateur golfer in New Hampshire. This podcast dives into the stories of the top amateur golfers in my home state. We are about to tee off. Please join me. Hey everyone, this is another installment of the Neighboring State Project, where I check in with some of the top golfers in Vermont and Maine. This episode features Erin Holmes, who recently won her first Maine Stadium title. I loved what Erin had to share about her mindset going into the tournament, finding the right space and prep that worked for her. In the first round, she had eight birdies, thanks in part to going back to the putter she used in high school. We talked about her early years in golf and her time playing collegiate golf at Bucknell. I talked with Erin about what's in her bag, why she'll never play a ping, and when I heard the opportunity to encourage a seven wood, I went for it. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Erin. Hi, Erin. Welcome to Granite State Golfers, and thanks for coming on the show today. Thank you. Let's jump into your big victory capturing the main stadium. You won by five strokes. Congratulations. How were you feeling about your game heading into the tournament? Yeah, thank you. Um, I I was feeling really calm. Um, I think it was the calmest I've ever felt going into a tournament, standing above a golf ball. Um, I felt like I had prepared, but not prepared too much, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, I really just went into it, tried not to have, trying not to have too many expectations, but also feeling confident and excited. Yeah, well, that's a good that's a good mindset to to be in. Um, the court, the tournament was held at Brunswick Golf Club. Uh, I've not played Brunswick. And so tell me a little bit about what that course is like. Yeah, um, it's a great course. I really love it. I hadn't played it um, in years before the tournament, um, but it's very typical New, New England golf course. Um, it's not super long. Um, but there's definitely some tricky holes, some dog legs. Um, it's very par five heavy. Um, I was par 74 for the women. And, um, yeah, you know, there's definitely some deep woods you could get into. Uh, a lot of people I played with got into trouble, um, in the woods and a couple holes with OB and great finishing hole. It's actually the ninth hole, but, um, we switched the nines for the tournament and, uh, great dog leg, uh, dog leg right over the water, uh, right by the clubhouse was the finishing hole. So yeah, really great. Cool. That sounds it. So you open up with a 71 which I gather included eight birdies. So tell me about, tell me about that round. Yeah, it's crazy looking back. I don't, I don't know. I mean, eight birdies, that's almost half your holes. Um, (laughs) I I don't think it really hit me that I did that until after I finished. Luckily, um, like I said, the course is pretty short um, for the woman and I'm, I'm a long hitter. So I knew going into it, if I could just hit it solid off the tee every time I could really make some low numbers because half the par fives, I would hit driver off the tee and then have just a mid or short iron in and hitting a green in two and a par five, if I two putt, that's an easy birdie. Yeah. So I really tried to take advantage there. Nice. And you clear, must've been so good approach shots and you clearly, your putter was, was pretty hot that day. Yeah, I, I was uh, definitely making putts. Um, I had actually switched to my old putter the week before. Um, so I was pretty happy that that switch paid off. <laughs> brought back some good, you must have had some good vibes in memory with that old putter. Yeah, it was the putter I played with in high school. And um, honestly, I never should have switched 
my that I switched to um a Scotty putter. It was midway through college, actually, but it was kind of an impulse purchase. I had so many shop credits and I played one round with this putter and putted it well. And then after that, couldn't putt with it for years. But I was so stubborn. I just refused to go backwards. Um, and then and what, a week what, before, I, I what was, was like, this high school putter that came back? What kind of putter is that? Uh, it was just a ping mallet putter. Um, honestly, couldn't even tell you what the name of it is. Uh, I've had it for so long, but. Um, yeah, I, I played a practice round and I had actually given my old putter to my mom and she was playing with me and we switched for the round just to see what happened. And I was like, oh my God, I don't know why I didn't do this sooner. <laughs> so the, the stadium is three days stroke play. You open up with this great round 71. And so you, you have the lead after day one. Now you, you mentioned that you're sort of in this nice, calm place uh, going into the tournament now you fire off the 71 how are you feeling that night and going into the second round yeah I was pumped that night um I had actually never shot under par in a tournament um before I had in tournament golf I've you know hit even plenty of times but I have never been able to come in with a under par round so I was pretty excited to do it and be four under um or sorry three and what was it four under I don't even know uh, three under three under. Yeah. 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 Um, so that was really exciting. Um, and then I, I, again, like second day it's golf, anything can happen. I mean, that round where I was three under, I had eight birdies, but I also had a four putt. So I knew the next day I'm like, I could easily, you know, get too confident and blow up. So tried to have the same mindset going into the second day. Um, actually, although I didn't score better, I actually played better the second day. Um, just course maintenance wise. So you shoot 73 uh, on that second day, another great round. Um, and at this point, your lead keeps expanding, right? Yeah, I think going into the last day, I had an eight stroke lead. Okay. Um, so to, well, let's talk about that. So eight strokes is a big lead. And you are, how are you feeling both like, wow, I have a really good chance of winning this and wow, I don't want to screw this up. I mean, that's probably what I'd be thinking, but what was, what were you thinking in that third day? Yeah. Um, a little bit of both. I think for me, the nerves were more of the excitement coming through. Um, like I said, I was feeling pretty, pretty steady in terms of my golf game. So just trying not to look too far ahead. Um, I had managed to do that, like really take it one one stroke at a time the days before that. But the last day was definitely a little bit harder because I was like, I just want to be done and finish and know that I've got this in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I, I but I was I just kept trying to think like, just play my game, play steady. Um. But it's hard. It's hard not to look forward. Yeah. And you shot a final round 77. You win by five strokes. Uh, I understand your dad was your caddy. Yes. That's fine. Yeah. Yep, he's he's my caddy every year. So um I've been doing this since 2014 or 15. I can't remember what my first year was, but okay. um yep, he's my caddy every year. And how how close prior to the winning this year, how what's your best finish prior to this year? My best finish was third, um, which was actually last year's. Um I had never really played my best in this tournament in previous years. Um so it, it was really exciting to have um, a little bit of a different perspective going into it. Um, I prepared less on purpose 
um, because I found the year before when I, I barely prepared at all um, and just went out to have fun. It was my best finish. So I was like, hmm, maybe there's something to that. Yeah. Um, so I think that's definitely a strategy for me going forward. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. Um, and did you, after you won, did you do anything in particular to celebrate? Not really. I went out um, to Sea Dog Brewing with my family um, and they all came to watch and that was really, really special. So um, that's really it. Yeah. Nothing too special to celebrate. <laughs> and do you have other tournaments for the duration of this year that you're looking forward to playing? Um, I'm playing in the mixed championship this weekend. It's just, you know, one guy and one girl. Um, I forget what the um, format is, but that, you know, that's really just for fun. Yeah. Um, I don't really have anything serious coming up the rest of the summer. So yeah, just trying to cross my fingers for good weather and enjoy it. Yeah, fun. Well, let's go back to when you picked up the game. Uh, how old were you when you started playing and who got you into the game of golf? Yeah, I uh, I must have been seven or eight when I started playing. Um, I actually, uh, my younger childhood years were in uh, Manchester, Vermont. Um, I was born in Maine, but um, moved to Vermont for about eight years. And my one of my best friend's parents were part of a country club and they um, always put us in the golf camps in the summer and it, they were so much fun. We had fun. Um, and I was a pretty competitive child. So when my friend was just always a little bit better than me, I was like always really wanted to be better than her just once. <laughs> um, so I just, I got addicted to it. Um, and then when I moved to Maine, I just kept doing summer camps until high school. And when I joined the high school team. Awesome. Um, and my, my parents both play um, more so um, my dad when I was younger, but um, yeah, played with them too. Yeah. So, and did you play other sports when you were growing up and in high school and beyond golf? Yeah, I played a, a lot of sports. Um, I think I probably tried most sports there are um, other than like basketball and hockey. I think I played most of the other ones. Um, was, was golf always your, your sort of favorite sport, your go-to sport? I think it was definitely um the sport I was best at growing up. Um, I think lacrosse was the only other sport that maybe rivaled it a little bit, but golf always seemed to be sort of like my thing. Um, so I, I knew going into high school that I was going to quit soccer and, and play golf. Yeah. Um, and how was your high school team? How'd you guys do? We, we were really good. Um, I mean, I think our six man nine hole average was 41, which for a high school golf team is pretty good. Yeah. Um, I played on the men's team and we had way too much fun on the golf course. So, um, we, I had a great four years of high school. And what was the, what was your home course for the high school team? Uh, Valhalla, which okay. is where I play out of now. Okay. I've, I've not played that. What's that course like? Um, it's, it's pretty similar to, um, Brunswick. It's a, in terms of, you know, layout and type of New England golf course. Um, I think um, it's, it's, uh, you know, a town municipal course. So it's um, really popular with Portland people um, because it's one of the only nice enough courses that aren't private or super expensive. Um, So yeah, it's great. It feels like home to me. Nice. I grew up playing there, played in high school and still I'm a member there. So oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, so when, when did you 
decide in high school that you wanted to pursue uh, playing golf in college? It's a great question. Um, I think I realized, um, I think it was probably summer after my sophomore year of high school that I really wanted to keep playing after high school. Um, and that's when I started talking to my coach, um, about college cause she played in college. Um, and so just, you know, started getting a feeler for what that process was like. And what, what schools you, you ended up going to Bucknell. Yep. Um, what other schools were you considering looking at when you were, you know, a junior or senior in high school? Yeah. Um, mostly schools in the Patriot league. Um, that seemed to be the best mix for me in terms of, competitive golf and also education. I mean, I knew I was never going to go pro. Um, so I didn't want to, you know, really go for the golf scholarship if I was going to go to a school that wasn't up to my standards of academics. Yeah. Um, so that really seemed to be, uh, a good fit for me. Um, yeah. you know, looked at Richmond. Um, I was more seriously talking to Quinnipiac, um, and then ended up landing on Bucknell. Yeah. And what, what are some favorite memories of your time on the Bucknell golf team? Oh man, there are so many, so many memories. Um, honestly, I, I look back and I just can't believe how lucky I was to play all those amazing courses. Um, I mean, now I'm graduated and working and I'm like, man, I could never afford to play all those courses now. <laughs> any, any favorite course that you got to play? Um, hard to pick one. Um, I would say my favorites were definitely, um, Rehoboth beach in Delaware, um, that was a f fantastic course. I think that might've been my best finish. Um, we played a handful of the Kiowa Island courses and two of the Pinehurst courses. So those were, I think those were probably my three favorites. Oh, that's, you, you just named a, a nice, nice set of bucket list courses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, and then after college, you, you returned, did you come back to Maine? I did. Um, and I now work at IDEX. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it. A veterinary diagnostic company in Portland area. Okay. And did you, after college, I mean, I imagine that's, that's pretty serious golf. It's a lot of golf. Did you take a break or were you just still wanting to play as much golf as possible after college? Yeah. Um, no, I hate to say it, but I was definitely burnt out. Um, I ended up taking the summer off from competitive golf. Um, I played in a Thursday night scramble that I do every summer. And that was it. I, I cut it at that. I was like, I need a break. Um, you know, I, although I look back at my college career and, you know, had a great college career, I, I really struggled with the game. Um, my swing didn't feel like my own swing anymore just because, you know, in high school, you're just going out and playing no other worries in the world. College is like, I'm can barely squeeze in a range session on Wednesday Right. And then you know, Friday, we're traveling for a tournament. So, you know, hands on the club, a lot less than when I was in high school. Um, yeah. And my swing changed a lot. And I, I really struggled with that. Um, and when you're playing so much tournament wise, it really starts to get to you. Yeah. So you take a break. And then what made you resume wanting to get back to competitive golf? I just missed it. Uh, like I said earlier, I, um, I, I've always been a competitive person and, and, you know, of course I was still following golf. I still followed the woman's am and I just wished I was in it. Um, but I think that break was necessary to fall back in love with the game. 
Um, and now I have a totally new perspective on it. Yeah. You know, that's great. I don't have any pressure on myself. So, um, yeah. You mentioned that part of your game is that you're pretty long. You hit the ball, uh, pretty far. Let's talk about your game. Uh, how would you sort of assess your, your game, um, in addition to length and then what's maybe an area that's something that you're really working on this year? Yeah. Um, it's funny. It's changed a lot um, in the different phases of my life. In high school, I was definitely an iron player. I was super confident with my irons. I could hit pins all day long. Um, I think I had a little bit less control off the tee than I do now. Um, and you know, as my swings changed, I think it's switched. So now off the tee, I'm really confident. Um, I hit the ball longer, probably longer than I did in high school and college um, now. But um, my irons aren't quite what they used to be. Um, but I think definitely my biggest thing I need to work on is putting. Um, like I said, I can be sinking putts and then have a four putt. <laughs> so, but it, it, I know that myself, I hate practicing putting. Yeah. So I just, <laughs> yeah, now practicing putting, uh, is important, but it can be pretty boring. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I definitely get distracted and, you know, do end up doing it for only half an hour when I plan to do it for a couple hours. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we've, uh, talked a little bit about your putter and you're, you're going back to your old comfortable putter. Let's talk about the rest of your bag. Uh, let's start with driver. What are you currently hitting for driver? Um, I'm hitting uh, a Titleist driver in three wood. I think it's the nine fifteen. I don't even know what version it was. I got it halfway through college. So I'm actually not sure, um, which year that was, but I love it. I love a Titleist driver. Um, I'm super picky with drivers, with the sound they make. <laughs> I will never play a ping because I hate the sound they make. <laughs> um, and then I have the Callaway Apex irons, which um, I ended up getting my senior year of college. And I love those. Um, they're amazing, amazing clubs. Yep. Uh, and I have Vokey wedges and the ping putter back in the bag. Nice. So after three wood, would, do you have any other fairway woods or do you go straight to irons? Um, I have a hybrid um, that matches my iron set actually. Um, but I typically don't hit it. Um, I actually hit my four iron farther than my hybrid. So thinking of getting that replaced by maybe, uh, a, like a five or seven wood. Yep. Um, Cause I have definitely have a huge gap there in yardage. Well, I, I, uh, I'm all in on the seven wood and it's interesting. I got a seven wood maybe two years ago and it's hands down my favorite club in the bag. And it's interesting as I've had people on the show, how many people are putting seven woods in their bag. So I'm, I'm all in support of you getting a seven wood. Yeah. I've actually seen that too. I've seen a lot more people having seven woods lately. Yeah, no, it's great. Great club. Um, what kind of ball do you play and how do you mark your ball? Um, I play a pro V one and, um, I mark it with two dots on either side of the logo on both sides. Um, usually blue. Okay. And any particular reason for, why two dots? Actually, kind of a funny story. Um, my freshman year of high school was my first state tournament ever. And I had just like one blue dot on it, on the ball at all. Um, and I ended up hitting someone else's ball because they also had blue dots on it. And um, I just assumed it was mine because, it, you know, it had the face of the ball that didn't have the logo up. Um on the thick, in the thick rough. So I just assumed it was mine saw a blue dot and hit it. Um, so, you know, obviously 
two-stroke penalty in my first state tournament. Um, it's pretty traumatizing. Um, and then now I put it on both sides, on either side of the logo, just because every position the ball is in, I can I can tell it's mine. Yeah. Um, uh, because I, I see people running into that all the time where they all they do is, you know, put a line on one side. And then if it's in the woods or in deep rough, you're you're never going to be able to tell. Yeah. It's yours. yeah. Good lesson learned. Yeah. <laughs> never did that again. Uh, yeah, I bet. Uh, this next section I call gimme just short little questions. Uh, what's your favorite course in Maine? And if you want to mention a couple, that's that's cool. Yeah, that's hard. Um I think I think the best course I've played um is definitely Sugarloaf. Crazy course that it ate me alive, but it was amazing. Um that is a tough a beautiful course, right? That is a tough course. It, yes, it's very tough. Um, but it's it's stunning. I mean, you yeah. really can't beat it in Maine. Um Sunday River is a great course too. That's you know a little bit less um caliber than Sugarloaf, but Still a mountain course, still really fun to play. Those two are really fun. Um, a little bit farther away, but um, definitely worth worth a trip up there. Have you played Belgrade? Oh yes, that's you know that's the one I was thinking of um, the other day. I couldn't remember which one it was, but I was trying to think of what courses I really haven't played in a while that I love, and Belgrade's the one. Yeah, I I try to get up there once a year. I got up there I think in late May this year, and I, I'm a huge fan of Belgrade. One of my favorite courses. Definitely. Yeah. That's another one. That's just absolutely stunning. Yeah. Um, what's your current favorite club in your bag? Probably driver, um, driver or my gap wedge, um, really consistent with my gap wedge from like one fifteen in. Um, and I, I hit that a lot in the woman's am. So it sounds like it. (laughs) Um, okay. Multiple choice. If you could just crush a driver flush a long iron, say a five iron or drain a long putt and you get to pick one of those, which one are you going to take? Ooh, that's a hard one. Um, I'm going to say crush a driver. Uh, I think hitting it far off the tee when, you know, you're playing with people um, who definitely don't hit it as far. It's big intimidation factor. Um, (laughs) And walking down the fairway and out driving someone by 50 yards is a great feeling. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say driver. You, I don't hit it that far. So you sound like some of the people I play with. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, are there current players on the PGA and or LPGA tour that you like a lot that you follow pretty closely? Yeah. Um, I really uh, like Justin Thomas. You can just see his passion every time he plays. And I think that's huge. Um, you know, I know he can get a little feisty on the golf course sometimes, but I think that's just, he loves the game and is so passionate about it. Um, and I love to see that. Uh, and I really, really like Nellie Corda as well. Um, her swing is just stunning. Oh. I, I watch it on repeat. It's just like soothing to watch. Yeah. Now the, the tempo, the position, it, it's the, the power. It looks, it looks so effortless. It looks like she isn't even trying. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's great. Um, are there a couple courses on your bucket list anywhere uh, that you have not yet played? Now, you've mentioned some fantastic ones you got to play in college, but what else is out there for sort of a dream trip that you'd love to play? 
Yeah, um, I would love to play TPC Scottsdale. Um, obviously, that's where the waste management is, and that would be that would be so cool to just play that course. Um, that's definitely on there. Um, I think Pebble Beach. I would love to play that course sometime. Never been out there either. Yeah, I think right now those are my my big two. Yeah, good list. Okay, last question. Um, you've you started playing golf at a young age. You've done really well. Uh, won a huge tournament this summer. Uh, you've played a lot uh, at a really great level. What is it about the game of golf that you love so much? What draws you to the game? I think what's so cool about the game is how humbling it is. Um, I think everyone who plays knows how brutal it can be mentally. But I think, you know, being someone who's come out of some pretty tough ruts, being able to come out of it is like the best feeling in the world. Um and I think it makes months and years of struggle really worth it. Um, and I think you can't say that about every sport. Yeah, no, that's 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 a really good perspective on that. Well, Aaron, I, it was great to meet you. It's great to chat with you. Congratulations on winning the stadium title this summer. And uh, best of luck in your tournament coming up in the rest of the season. Thank you. Thanks for having me. everyone thanks for listening i hope you enjoyed the episode granite state golfers is produced by dew sweeper productions if you enjoy the show please leave a review and share it with your friends until next time tee it up have fun and lglg